Okay, everybody, welcome to my first podcast on NFL Talk today. Um, I'm just going to make it really short because my co-host wasn't able to make it for the first podcast. Um, But today I'm just going to do some brief discussions about some of the games, only eight of them, the ones that I found most interesting, and then I'm just going to end it off with talking about mainly just the Vikings because I'm a Vikings fan, so that's what this is always going to be. Um, so please don't get too bored. First one. Yeah. Okay, first game I'm going to talk about is the Packers and the Bears. So, um, first game of this season was actually really uneventful. Both teams' defenses looked strong. Aaron Rodgers went 18 out of 30 for 203 yards and a touchdown. Um, and their highest receiver only got 52 yards. But the Packers' defense got five sacks on Mitchell Trubisky. And Mitchell Trubisky did not look anything like he did last season in that game. He missed a lot of wide-open receivers and made bad reads. They ended up punting eight times. Their defense also got five sacks, though. But, I mean, I was looking at screenshots of players that were wide open, and he missed. And he had one wide open, but then he ended up throwing an interception to another player. But Allen Robinson, he looks like... A complete start in that game. Seven receptions, 102 yards, made some amazing catches. But I think my favorite thing about this game is their kicker, the Bears kicker, making the field goals and how happy the crowd was. Um, So hopefully he can stay like that for them. And obviously I'm not really rooting for the Bears or Packers because they're division rivals to the Vikings. But yeah, um, both defenses looked really strong against each other. Not sure how Aaron Rodgers will do against the Vikings um, this Sunday, actually. But again, I'm just going to make these really short, so I'm actually just going to talk about the next game now. Okay, I don't blame anybody if they just automatically stop listening to this, because this is probably incredibly boring. But I'm going to try to make this as entertaining as possible for the first, like, eight minutes, probably, that I'll be talking about the other games, and then I'll start talking about what I actually have lot of knowledge about which is the Vikings. Um, But the next game I'm going to be talking about is the Chiefs versus Jaguars. Patrick Mahomes, um, as we all expected him to, did great in that game. The Chiefs won 40-26. to Uh, Patrick Mahomes went 25 out of 33 for 378 yards and three touchdowns, and Sean McCoy got 81 yards. But um, let's talk about how uh, Tyreek Hill actually got injured. I'm I forgot what exactly the injury was, but they said he'll probably be back later in the season. But Sammy Watkins um, ended up getting nine receptions for 198 yards and three touchdowns. Um, So it was good that he was able to step in for Tyreek Hill. But um, (sighs) poor Jaguars fans, right? I mean, they finally get another quarterback, Nick Foles, and... He ended up throwing eight passes before he got injured. He, um, I think it was a broken clavicle or something like that. I forgot how to pronounce it. Um, but yeah, that really sucks for Jaguars fans that they finally got Nick Foles, who got the Eagles to a Super Bowl win, and then he got injured. And he'll probably be out for the remainder of the year. If they're lucky, he'll come back in. But... Yeah, that really sucks for Jaguars fans. And, 
you guys are probably all leaving already. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about the next game. Okay, before I get into the next game, which will be the Vikings versus the Falcons, um, I'd like to apologize if you hear my dog barking in the background. This is... I hope this gets popular so I can actually start recording quality stuff instead of talking by myself in my room with probably background noise and... Yeah. But... Vikings versus Falcons. Now, I'm obviously going to get a lot more into depth with the Vikings later on, but uh, 28 to 12, Vikings ended up winning. Um, so that's great to start off the season 1 and 0. Uh, the Vikings defense managed to hold Devontae Freeman only to 19 yards, but uh, Devontae Freeman was on my fantasy team. Kind of sucked for me, but still awesome. And Julio Jones. Only managed to get 31 yards on the Vikings defense. So the Vikings defense looking strong as ever, holding Matt Ryan to... Okay, actually, Matt Ryan did pretty good. He got 304 yards, but still threw two interceptions to Anthony Harris, who I, I've i known it since watching him last season that he was going to be really good for this team. And, yeah, he ended up getting NFC Defensive Player of the Week. And, uh, but... I'm going to talk about Delvin Cook getting 21 carries, 111 yards, and two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins ended up throwing the ball 10 times, got 98 yards, and a touchdown. So, like somebody else said on another thing, it's a lot better to make Kirk Cousins a facilitator rather than the hero. And I'm going to get into a lot more depth about the Vikings and their O-line and everything um, later, obviously. But, yeah, let's talk about the next game. Okay, Titans, Bra- Titans and Browns are now, um, I just want to start off by saying, um, poor Browns fans, right? I mean, they, all the hype up in the offseason, they got Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, all these good players, and they ended up losing 43-13 to to the Titans, and I think they actually got booed by their own fans at halftime, but... Um, Odell Beckham got seven receptions for 71 yards, and Jarvis got four for 67. Marcus Mariota, or, um, not Marcus, uh, Baker Mayfield threw three interceptions, which was really probably disappointing. Um, actually, Malcolm Butler got an interception, and I haven't actually heard his name in a while, ever since the Super Bowl. Um, but Marcus Mariota played better than I think anybody expected him to, getting 14 out of 24, 248 yards. Three touchdowns. Um, A.J. Brown got three receptions for 100 yards, and Derrick Henry got one, but for 75 yards. Uh, but, yeah, the, really the only reason I wanted to talk about this game is to show my sympathy for Browns fans and the Browns team themselves. So I'm, I'm actually going to start talking about the next game now. Um, next game I'm, Next game I'm going to talk about is the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, what a game that was. It was really entertaining for me to watch. Lamar Jackson, um, he actually made a joke about himself saying, not bad for a running back. He does not care about the critics, um, does he? But 17 out of 20, 324 yards, but the big number, five touchdowns in a 59-10 to win versus the Dolphins. And even with that, Mark Ingram had 14 carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. And Lamar Jackson... Shocked everybody and only ran the ball three times. 
and then their defense got three sacks and two interceptions. On the flip side, Ryan Fitzpatrick went 14 for 29, only 185 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and also their backup threw an interception. And then they only got 21 total rushing yards. But um, the Ravens, uh, I don't know if this is a fluke or not because they did play the Dolphins. We'll have to see um, next game. I don't know exactly who they play. But if they can destroy the Dolphins like that, I want to see what they can do to teams that actually pose a threat. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was really, really, really fun to watch the Ravens and Lamar Jackson actually throw the ball. Okay, um, this next game I'm going to talk about is the Colts and Chargers. And this is going to be really brief because there's only a few things I wanted to talk about. Because um, the Chargers ended up winning 30-24 to in overtime. But the Colts did a lot better than I think anybody expected them to after losing Andrew Luck. Um, but yeah, Jacoby Brissett uh, actually went 21-27, for 27, 190 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, but their running back, Marlon Mack, uh, leads the league in rushing yards after week one with <laughs> 25 carries and 174 yards. And then T.Y. Hilton ended up catching two touchdowns that game. Their defense also did pretty good uh, with four sacks and an interception. Uh, but Phillip Rivers did very good. Uh, 25 out of 34, 333 yards and three touchdowns. He got the quadruple four stats he also threw an interception though uh but Keenan Allen their wide receiver also did as good as anybody would have expected him to with eight receptions and 123 yards and a touchdown but uh the only reason I really wanted to talk about this game is because the Colts did way better than I think I would have expected them to do especially against the Chargers defense after losing Jacoby Brissett right god sorry uh after losing Andrew Luck Alright, the final game that I'm going to talk about uh, before I actually get into what I want to talk about, which is the Falcons and the Vikings, is going to be the Texans versus the Saints. Uh, the Saints won 30-28, and what a crazy um, ending a little bit of that game was, because I was watching the final, the final few minutes of it, where the Texans were up 28-27, but Drew Brees had a very good ending drive. And, uh, but before I talk about all that, I want to talk about Taysom Hill, who had a reception touchdown. I think he is the most versatile player in the entire league. I mean, he does special teams, like kick returns and, like, on the punt team. He catches the ball, he runs the ball, he plays quarterback. I mean, it's amazing what this guy can do, and it's really fun to watch him. Um, but yeah, Drew Brees had an amazing ending drive, and... Will Lutz actually got a very clutch 58-yard game-winning field goal. But that is what I wanted to talk about, the Texans versus Saints. And now it's time to get to talking about the Vikings, finally. All right, now, finally, the um thing I want to talk about, which is the Vikings, I realize um, before I started talking about the Saints game, I said that I was going to be talking about the Falcons and the Vikings, but no. Only be talking about the Vikings. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about with them is their new scheme with Kevin Stefanski. I love it. I mean, they only threw 10 passes, and they utilized Delvin Cook's skills. And when he's healthy, he is a huge threat. 
to any defense that he goes against. Um, I mean, it was really interesting to watch Kirk Cousins only throw 10 passes that game. But I think the new running scheme will work very well with the Vikings. Um, but hopefully they don't overdo it because in that game they did run it twice on third and long. And it'll probably be really easy for teams to catch on and do things to stop the run. And now the second thing I want to talk about is our offensive line, which I saw improvements from last year. I mean, they were able to open up holes for Delvin Cook to run it. But on the 10 passes that um, Kirk Cousins threw, he was actually pressured on 50% of them. Um, He was only sacked once, but then again, he only threw 10 passes. But they were able to make space for Delvin Cook. But I hopefully, I I mean, I hope that they get better as the season goes on because that was our weakness last season was our O-line because we have an amazing offense. But if your O-line doesn't, if if one thing goes wrong with the O line, it can ruin the entire the entire game, because they're probably one of the most important parts on the team. And if it goes wrong, then Kirk Cousins gets sacked. He's under pressure. He can't make his throws, and Delvin Cook can't find enough space to run. But they looked a lot better than they did last season, and I hope they can keep getting better and better as the season goes on. Now I want to talk about Anthony Harris, who I just—he's one of my favorite players on the Vikings right now. I think he he got two interceptions and five tackles, got NFC Defensive Player of the Week, and yet, like I said before, I've known since watching him last season that he was going to be a great part for this team if he ever began became the starter. And like he—he's just always there. He's—he broke up few really good passes, and obviously Harrison Smith will always be probably the best safety on our team, but Anthony Harris is, I think, better than Andrew Sandejo and um, nearly as good as Harrison Smith. And he, yeah, he... It, I mean, I had never even heard of him before we got him, and he was back up, and then he started making interceptions and picking up fumbles and stuff like that. And he finally made got up to starting when we gave Anderson Dejo to the Eagles. And it's just really fun to watch him play on defense. Now the last thing I want to talk about is kind of scary. It's about our cornerback depth and our injuries. So yesterday um, we had two people not practice, Mackenzie Alexander and Pat Elfline. Mackenzie Alexander dislocated his elbow and Pat Elfline is our guard in we don't want a repeat of last season where we had like 15 different combinations for our O-line over the season. But limited were Anthony Barr, Josh Doxson, Mike Hughes, Tyler Conklin, and Mark Fields. Now, the two big ones, Mike Hughes and Anthony Barr. Um, Mike Hughes just actually got put on injury reserve. While Mike Hughes has been limited with his ACL tear, tear from last season, probably won't play against the Packers. Anthony Barr, um, hopefully he will be able to play against the Packers scared the crap out of Aaron Rodgers. Um, Josh Doxson was kind of disappointing, though, because I wanted to see how he was on the Vikings. I remember when I saw that he got released, I was I thought that the Vikings should pick him up, and then it happened. But our cornerback depth, I think, is the scariest thing um, that's going to be happening this season because Xavier Rhodes um, and Trey Waynes, they're healthy, but Xavier Rhodes was limping around on the sideline last game. 
and Trey Wayne's. He's good, but can be very inconsistent sometimes. But Mackenzie Alexander dislocated his elbow. Holton Hill is suspended, and Mike Hughes has the ACL tear from last season that he's still recovering from. So hopefully with Anthony Harris and Andrew Sadejo and then Eric Kendricks up there, we can still hold down wide receivers. And But the real challenge will be next week against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and how we're going to defend against him and Jimmy Graham and Devontae Freeman. Because, I mean, I don't know what they'll do if they only have two of their starting corners healthy. Okay, that's actually going to do it for today's podcast, and now it's going to keep getting better. Um, I'm This is my first time, and I was really unprepared. Uh, my co-host kind of left at the last second. He'll hopefully be back for um, Saturday, because I'm going to stick in for the predictions on Saturday, because I'm going to be doing predicting all the games, and yes, I realize there's one going on right now, Buccaneers and Panthers. I'll give you that prediction right now. I'm just going to say the Panthers are going to win because I think they're just an all-out better team than the Buccaneers, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I hope I, I doubt any of you actually stayed till this point because that was so incredibly boring. But please tune in for Saturday. Keep watching the podcast. You're going to keep getting better and better. I'll be hopefully more prepared next time. But thank you and goodbye.